0: everybody to another edition of the men's advocate show with me your host linda gross there we go now i can hear um, so happy to have you here today we're going to have an exciting show for you uh, we last, if you happen to have missed last week's show, we were talking about Ladies First. We were talking about the Bumble dating app where the ladies asked, first contact the men on this particular app. It's kind of similar to Tinder. In fact, it was uh, written by the uh, co-founder of Tinder and she left there to start this app, the Bumble dating app. So we were asking uh, from men who have used this app, does it work? Do the women really, do, do they contact you? Do they try to make it work? Are they taking the risk first? Bottom line is, you'll have to listen to the show to find out the answers. We have quite a few callers, and I appreciate all the callers uh, from last week. And uh, if you miss this show or any and all of the shows you can listen to on my radio archive, all you have to do is just go to Google and type in the word, SoundCloud, The Men's Advocate, SoundCloud, The Men's Advocate, and you can find the whole library of shows. Alrighty, so uh, today's topic actually was um, suggested to me by two different people at two different times, so I want to... Uh, thank both Al and Brett for their suggestions. Um, they both wanted to have edgier topics, and I'm more happy. To, I'm more than happy to do edgier topics, but we need your participation. <laughs> These topics work really well when there are lots of callers, and the good thing is we have two brand new phone lines. So let's fill up those phone lines. C- our call-in number is nine five one nine. Okay, so today's topic that we're going to be talking about is you can't handle the truth about sex. So, I want you to tell me what you think the girl wants from sex, and I will either dismiss or confirm your comments. So um, let's listen to a clip. This, this clip is from the very famous movie, A Few Good Men. It's by the brilliant uh, writer of that, uh, of that script, Alan Sorkin, who also did the Facebook movie. Um, yeah, let's, let's uh, have a listen to what he has to say. Okay. All right. So um, let's get into our topic, I guess, as we're having a little technical difficulty here. So, um, you know, th- the main reason why a lot of guys don't want to hear about sex is because they think that the two sexes operate the same way. The first chapter in my book discloses all the ways that we are different. And if you want to check out my book, it's really easy to do. You can find it on the Amazon website. It's either available in an ebook or a paperback book. But I go through all the, the dozens and dozens of different ways that the sexes are different. So you have to understand what those differences are and not only just understand them but embrace them okay So um, anyway we're going to talk a little bit about that and because if you if you keep assuming that the sexes are the same you won't get very far. Um, you want to have your woman want sex as much um, as possible. So in order to do that, You know, we have to understand those differences. So the key difference between the sexes is men are visual and uh, men are visual. So, for example, doggy style does nothing for her because only 30% of women um, can orgasm from having uh, sex. From having sex period, from having intercourse period, one of the main reasons is you're back there and her private parts in the front are, you know, that's what's going to get her turned on and 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 get and and going. and uh, you're not touching, you're not grinding up against that part. So it's just not gonna work. Another reason is women want to, Women want to see you. They want to see your face. So when you're in the back, um, you know, they're not able to do so very easily. Uh, you know, they want to, s- the reason why they want to see your face is they want to see your expression and that speaks to your personality and uh, so on and so forth. So, um, you know, doggy style is probably not the best way for her. All righty. I understand that we have a caller on the line. Um, let's welcome Frank to the show. Frank is calling in from West Virginia. Hi there. How are you today?
1: I'm doing good. How are you doing today, Linda?
0: I'm doing great, thank you. So our topic <laughs> today is you can't handle the tr- men can't handle the truth about sex because they don't want to hear that the sexes are different. So tell us a little bit about what you think it is. What you think makes um, a woman be excited and turned on.
1: The uh, well, from 18 to around 30, it was like I, I thought, like you said, uh, you know, that we were the same. I was being yes. told it was the same, but it wasn't the same. They they behaved differently and uh, responded differently. And what I didn't realize was that most of the time they were responding to me because I was audible. I spoke to them. I told them what I wanted. I told them what. They wanted to know uh, and kept everything on a uh, verbal basis, uh, basically. The rest of it was, you know, they went along with because it was what I needed. Uh, as I got older, I found out that the majority of women uh, did not go for just the orgasm. They seek uh, intimacy. They want to be close. Uh, the orgasm is secondary to them while it's primary to males. And, you know, it's just a a different uh it's a different world and when that sinks into you it's like oh my god what am i going to do because it's so (laughs) because it's hard hard
0: to relate to that right i mean if the guy is operating from one mode it's hard to shift gears and try to think of you know well what could she possibly want if she doesn't want the end goal what could she possibly want
1: exactly And, and it was like okay there was so much more to be done that uh as I grew older like I said you know and became more experienced uh, especially when I was married is that uh, I found out that the actual sexual intercourse was not the the big thing uh, and if she was seeking an orgasm uh, she was happier with oral sex and uh, manual manipulation rather than having to go with the uh, uh, just straight in wham bam thank you ma'am the, uh, she responded well, it's, much it's more not that they're being.
0: happier. It's that it's, it's a more obvious way of doing something, either manual stimulation or oral sti- stimulation. It's more obvious on how to get the job done because there it is. Well, you know, it's, it's visual to the guy, and he can not only uh, pay attention to her part, uh, her private part, but he can also look at her face and look at her body. And is she squirming? Is she is she tensing up? Does she look like she's having fun? Does it look like does it look like it's moving in the right direction? Whereas, exactly. you know, uh, intercourse, it's I think it's a little harder for the guy to read her to see what's going on. I mean, she might be just on the verge of going over the edge, but the guy that might not be that apparent to the guy.
1: Well, I agree, and and that was always uh, that was always the case. I never knew when uh, she was on edge or when she was ready to go. I mean, it was always uh, uh, I had to keep asking and uh, doing. Is this what you want? Is this going to work? You know, uh, not always in just plain words, but always in a manner that uh, got my uh, my message across to her. Uh, when I learned to listen to her and to pay attention to her, her. Uh, Physical movements and the way she was, it was. It became a lot easier to satisfy my partner than it was you know, before. Uh, there are many, many times that uh, when it was all over with, I'm thinking, you know, well, you know, I got what I wanted, but uh, I'm really not sure what she wanted. And now, right. And as, I think I
0: think the problem with that is that a lot of guys, since most guys come from the physical realm. By asking the woman, am I doing okay? Do you want it, you know, this way or that way? Are we close to the edge or or, am I not hitting the point at all? I mean, those kinds of questions kind of don't do it for her because she is not operating from the physical realm. So um, I think that for women, I I think for men, it's primarily physical. For women, I would say it's about 50-50. It's 50% physically what you're doing, and the other whole other 50% is what you're doing to her mentally, if at all. And I know a lot of guys don't spend any time trying to, you know, get her all, you know, slick and wet mentally. And so, therefore, that's why it doesn't seem to consummate.
1: Well, you know, that was, like I said, that's why, uh, as I was maturing, I learned that uh, foreplay was very, very essential to everything. Otherwise, it was not a, uh, it, it, you could not finish uh, satisfactorily, at least yeah. not for both of you. And even if he finished as a male, it was, and since I am a male, uh, even as I finished, if I didn't finish with her having been satisfied, you still felt incomplete. It's just not the same. Mm-hmm. So and was, a, and uh, a lot
0: of guys don't even have that sense. They're finished and they're done.
1: <laughs> they're was, not even you know, thinking about over. her satisfaction
0: well, that, or lack thereof.
1: Well, that was like you'd watch them. You, you read the books and you look in the movies, and the first thing, you know, when they're done, they turn over and go to sleep. Right. Uh, I, I recall an issue walking into a, uh, an office, uh, what I called a hen party, which was all the girls were talking. And I noticed that when I walked in, these girls were looking me up and down and just looking at me like, damn. And I'm sitting there, they've never looked at me that way before. I was in my 30s at the time, I was married, and I couldn't figure out what was happening. And later that night, I got home, and I said, what were y'all talking about when I spoke to my wife? And she says, well, they were all talking about this thing about uh, how long their men lasted. And she said, when they got around to her, they had, uh, and, I, and I'm not saying this to bolster myself, I'm saying it because this is what she told me. They had all said that, you know, their, their men would start, within two or three minutes, they were done. And they said, and one of the girls that spoke to her and told her, said, you know what we're talking about. And she looked at the woman, or the other woman, and said, no, she had no clue. And because when I would start with her, when even when we were dating, I started early, foreplay was very important. Mm-hmm. And that was it, it, you seduce her, and that was what I did. And every time I ever made love with my my wife, I seduced her rather than making it a uh, uh, you want to get it on, and you know, getting in, getting out, and then going to sleep. That was not a, that was never the goal. Right. And so when she had told them that, and that usually you know we made love for anywhere from uh, half an hour to an hour at a time, depending on what we were doing. Uh, it just blew their minds. They they couldn't believe that other men would do that,
0: right? Because a lot of guys do not think that way. You know, they're out for their own personal gratification, and uh, they're not thinking as a unit. They're thinking just you know self self serving efforts.
1: Well, that's that's basically the that was the way I was. Uh, indoctrinated let's put it that, that's the only way i can put right. it uh uh from the beginning is that you know i had to pay attention if i wanted especially if i wanted to have anything if i wanted to have sex i had to be uh i had to be attentive to my my partner yeah and for the first partner that i had like that and she was very insistent that i paid attention to her and yeah. of course that carried over you know to the future uh uh the future uh, activities and future partners that i had over the years
0: Right. Yeah. And, you know, they should put put that in a guy's manual that, um, you know, if you really are only lasting two to three minutes, and there's probably a variety of reasons why that might be. It might be that you're too excited. It might be that you haven't had sex in a very long time. It might be, you know, all kinds of things. So what you should do in those cases is maybe, you know, spring one off earlier in the day. So if you're seeing her at, seven o'clock at night or whatever, you know, maybe you do it earlier in the day. And um, that way it relieves that tension. It relieves that pressure cooker um, to where later when you are with your partner, you'll last a little bit longer than two to three minutes.
1: You're suggesting that was actually what I did when I was dating and everything is that if I had a date with somebody that I knew I was going to end up uh, uh, having uh, intimacy with, I, I got rid of the first one. Uh, usually a half hour to an hour before we went out, and that way, when I was with her, I wasn't as sensitive as uh, I would have been had I waited, had it been three, four, five days since the last time I was with anybody.
0: Exactly. And, yep. And that made Absolutely. it made it
1: much easier to to be uh, to take my time.
0: Right, and it's easier to focus because you're not right. overwhelmed with the emotion and what's going on physically, and you can concentrate on what you need to concentrate on.
1: Exactly. Exactly, yeah. and it made it much easier. Uh, whether or not, I don't know what the listeners is, are thinking right now, but just to make it clear, I'm 65 years old, so I've been around a while. Uh, mm-hmm. I just want to let it known that I wasn't some 25- or 30-year-old kid talking to them. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, a little bit of experience under the belt about some of that. But, yeah, it's, <laughs> uh, it, yeah. You, you, you learn to pay attention. If I had known in my 20s what I know now, uh, I would have probably uh, I would have been in a lot more trouble than I ever got into. <laughs> That's all I can say.
0: There it, you go. It would have
1: been, it, it would have been with, so much different.
0: Yeah, I mean, we can all learn from from each other. So I like your comments and suggestions because they are very valid ones, and unfortunately, they're unique ones that are not that not a lot of guys are thinking of, but they should be. Because, exactly. uh, you know, if, she, if you get her on board and she's liking it as much as you're liking it, which is the end goal here, you don't want to just do it one time, you want to continue this on, um, you know, you have some really good suggestions that the younger listeners uh, should pay attention to.
1: Well, there was one other detail is that uh, most women are, are not looking for size either. I, no. I'm not. I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm about average. So I'm not going to say I'm overly endowed or anything like that. I'm just about average, and I have never, ever of the m- many lovers that I've been with over the years have never had anybody complain about my size. Never under I any think, circumstances.
0: Yeah, I. T- I agree with you. And you know what? Here's the crazy thing: eighty percent of men are six inches. Eighty percent. So that is a huge number. Six inches is more than enough to get the job done. I think um, men have an irrational fear. This fear probably comes from watching too much porn where these, these guys who are on porn have 12 to 14-inch members or what have you, and they think, okay, that's the standard size. So if I'm 8 inches, I must be substandard. But that's not true at all. We, we both no, know not. that not to be the case at all. So you guys have to you know, stop watching porn or stop letting um, it affect you because it's really you know, not, not uh, the length of it, but more what you do with it, you know, the motion of the ocean kind it, of it, thing. It's more it, what you it, do it, with it.
1: It, it. It's not the size of the ship. It's the motion of the ocean, exactly. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the one thing that I had noticed over, all of the time was that a lot of the young girls, especially mm-hmm. after I got divorced many years later, uh, and I ended up with younger women that, uh, of course, because that's all the that we're single out there, is they all talked about how they wanted a big man. And uh, then uh, after they got with a big man, you never saw them go back to that man. It was always, you know, it was a one-time thing. They found out it wasn't what they thought it was. Size does not equate uh, skills. And so when they found out that, and they also found out that size did not equate sensuality Uh, they discovered that just because it was big didn't mean that it fit any better.
0: Oh, absolutely not. And, you know, when I was writing my book, Mastering Women, I did um, interview a lot of guys who were, uh, shall we say, oversized, and they would all complain that they couldn't put it all the way in. You know? I mean, they would have to purposefully, you know, uh, shortchange themselves because the girl's physique, they couldn't handle it. So it was actually um, a detriment. You know, everyone says they want, you know, size matters, size matters. But in their cases, they all chimed in to say that it was a huge detriment and they wish that their member wasn't as large as it was. And then you hear the flip side of that with the women who, you know, you're banging on my cervix and it hurts. And, you know, they Mm -hmm. might be bruised up down there for like two, three days. So it's, it's not a fun deal.
1: I've actually heard of guys in the area around here, but that's just because I talked to a lot of guys here and everything, and they talked about uh, two guys I have run into over the uh, last couple of years have actually been have gone to a plastic surgeon that has their penises reduced.
0: Wow! I didn't even know that could be done. Wow!
1: Yes, they they wanted they had tissue taken out. Uh, I think John Lane Bobbitt is the one that brought around the uh, the ability for them to do the changes in that. Wow. Because he had his phone back on, and they, they learned a lot by working on his member when it was uh, severed.
0: Right. Now, it is true that size doesn't matter, and usually when guys talk about size, they're talking about length. So I will right. confirm that length doesn't matter. But what does matter is girth. So, uh, you know, girth is basically you know, how vascular you are because it is, it, it's based on your heart health. You know, your heart is also a muscle that, that disperses the blood. The blood is going to go down to your member. Um, if there's problems with your heart or cardiova- cardiovascular situation or your fitness level or there's something wrong with your heart, that will in turn affect your penis, so the girth is, is very important, So the, and, the, and the rigidity of it is very important. The rigidity goes along, again, with vascularity. Um, the better your heart health is, uh, the better your fitness is, usually those things go hand in hand. So those are some things that a guy can control and should be on the lookout.
1: Don't you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. While I was in good health before I had my first heart attack, everything was just unky-dory. Uh, mm-hmm. and I have noticed a change in, in girth and, uh, actually, a, a, a massive change in reality that, that's only noticeable by me, but it's, uh, when my heart started having, when I started having problems with my heart, it started, uh, it made a change in, in what the way I saw myself physically and, and, the way I feel it. Changed everything.
0: Yeah.
1: So staying healthy and staying heart healthy, uh, means a whole lot about your sex life.
0: Absolutely. So, guys, go to the doctor, get that checked out, do so regularly. I know you guys hate going to the doctor, but... Don't uh, miss out on your routine physicals and don't miss out on any opportunity to be physical outside of the bedroom, you know, because men 10,000 years ago, they were built to be hunters. They were not built to, you know, sit and watch the TV all day long or be at a computer all day long. You guys were meant to be up and up and about and and, uh, physical. So um, even if it's something as simple as walking, um, put that as part of your regimen. You know, you've got to you've got to get your cardio going.
1: Absolutely. I uh, up until the first uh, heart attack, I rode a bicycle and I ran and jogged all the time. And you and I have talked about this in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I stayed healthy physically until the first heart attack. And at that point, everything started going downhill for me. Uh, and it's been a long road to get back to it. It's very—it's harder to get back than it is to stay away from it.
0: Right, exactly. It, you know, the old saying, use it or lose it, is so true. I mean, not that Absolutely. you can't start today. You can, but it's better to do a little bit each day than to go, twenty, you know, 10, 20 years without having any physical activity and then trying it.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So it's, uh, Like I said, losing it is, is it's harder to get it back than it is to keep it. And so it's better to keep your health. And stay physically and cardio fit than it is uh, but let it all go and have that belly that because uh, what I think one of the girls that worked in one of the offices I was in was back said uh, uh, she looked around she see guys and she says he's got Dunlap disease he's Dunlap's over his belt mm-hmm. and uh, or it's uh, he's got dicky too he says uh, your stomach sticks out more than your dicky do is the way she <laughs> would put it and. Uh, <laughs> I've uh, heard but, that one you know, before.
0: That's cute.
1: Uh, but she would, you know, make comments like that all the time about the different people that would come in, and uh, you know, you knew that, you know, what she was talking about. I mean, she was being cute about it, but it was also uh, their health was not was not good. It was all they were all going to uh, to fat and flap. Mm-hmm. And uh, the hardest thing for me is, I after my first heart attack, I went up to three hundred pounds, and uh, I'm gonna tell you. Like I said, it's a long road back, especially when you get older. Yeah, now, I've already lost over a hundred, but it's uh, it's a bear. <laughs> it's been a long, can, hard road.
0: I can imagine, Frank. I don't know if you need to go or if you can stay on with us uh, through the break. Um, if If you can, can those of you who are listening, you're listening to the the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Uh, Write down this phone number, 951-922-3532, 951-922-3532. Frank, can you stay on with us or do you need to go? I can hang. Okay. So um, ask, uh, when we come back from the break, ask Frank or me any questions that you might have. Um, let's break this all down and, uh, is what you think women want from sex, is that what it is? Catch you after the break.
1: You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you.
0: Hey, guys. Want to go from cocky and confused to confident in four sessions or less? Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Tackle relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's www.themensadvocate.com slash coaching.
1: On KMET, 1490 AM, Smart Talk.
0: Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to The Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today we are talking about you can't handle the truth about sex. So tell me what you think the girl wants from sex. And uh, I will dismiss or confirm your comments or questions. We're also on with my caller, Frank, from West, West Virginia. You're welcome to ask him as well. So our call-in number is 951 922 3532 951 922 3532 um, I think we have that uh, a few good men clip uh, available now so let's take a listen to what he had to say
1: Colonel Jessup did you order the code ray? You don't have to answer that question I'll answer the question You want answers I think I'm entitled You to. want answers I want the truth you can't handle the truth <laughs>
0: I love that line. It's such a good line. Um, anyway, that was from a few good men and a lot of times I find that men really don't want to hear about sex talk because they just assume that women operate the same way as they do, which is so false. You guys got to get over that. So we're going to dispel some of those those notions. Um, Frank, I wanted to address a couple of your comments from before the break. Uh, We were talking about for women, orgasms are secondary. Let me say it uh, one of two ways. Can we have great sex without an orgasm? Yes, we can. It's not necessarily all all about the orgasm for us. Would it be better if we had the orgasm? Yes, it would. So, um, so few women have uh, intercourse orgasms, only like 30% do. And, um, you know, I guess they, they have come accustomed to not having it, so they don't know any better. But those of us who do have it, of course we want that on the menu. It's, it's almost like having dinner and then they're, they're not going to bring you dessert, you know. So, um, of course it's better with. So, we need to figure out ways in order to make that happen. Absolutely. Yep. And then also you were saying on my Facebook page that women are seeking intimacy and to feel secure. So let's break that one down, too. Um, Women are seeking intimacy. I think in general uh, that would be a true statement. Um, When I was single in between my two marriages, I, um, you know, I had a couple of... uh, you know a couple of romps here and there that i knew that they weren't get going anywhere you know vacation sex whatever it is and was i seeking intimacy not really you know i was going to get a, get on a plane in 2 days so not really but um w- you know sex can be exciting without the intimacy um but you have to still you know grease the wheels so to speak you still I think the, the main element that guys are lacking is they're lacking that mental stimulation. I think, um, f- stimulating their women, I should say. I think men in general, they're looking to go, they're looking at the physical realm, which is how it is for a guy. So they're looking to go harder, faster, or use lube. And women don't come from that place. They want you to lube what's between their ears. They want you to lubricate what's between their ears. So what that is, is, um, you know, sometimes it's it's sexting. Sometimes it's dirty talk. Sometimes it's, uh, actually I have a chapter in my book. It's called The What If Technique. So what that is, is you need to engage her brain and get her fantasizing what would it be like to have sex with you? Or what would it be like? Let's say you're trying out a new sex position. Um, and she, you've got to get the you know that mind greased up to where she starts imagining, hmm, just exactly what would it be like doing that particular sex act with Frank? So however you can visualize that for her in her brain, that's what gets her lubed up. So you don't need physical lube, but you do need to grease the wheels mentally.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yep. The, uh, that, was, that worked always better, uh, especially if I was out. Uh, the part that you were saying about the intimacy, I, I think I may have come across wrong with that. Uh, by yeah. intimacy, I'm talking about being close, uh, being physically um, in touch with someone. Uh, okay. Some women, not all women, seek it as was on a permanent basis. But you know, on a, uh, you might meet somebody while you're out, uh, and uh, a, a guy meets a girl at a bar. You end mm-hmm. up talking, and of course, the first thing uh, they start doing is they end up and they jump in the sack. Her idea for jumping in the jumping in the sack had nothing to do with just getting it on and having uh, uh, intercourse. Her idea was that she wanted someone to be with that was close to her. That's what I'm getting at. It's just a, just someone okay, that was you. close and and skin to skin touching. Uh, gotcha. Maybe not Absol- be on a regular or, or permanent basis, but just between the two of them, she wanted, she craved the closeness, and that would, is what I was talking about—the intimacy.
0: Right, and I know for for a guy's physiology, after sex, that tryptophan kicks in—that uh, hormone that makes you sleepy. It's the same hormone when you eat, eat too much turkey at Thanksgiving. Bam, it's like you just want to go lights out. So right. the milliseconds before you do that, um, in my book, as Frank will know, the book is based on four tenets. If, it's my contention that if you do these four things, you can win over any woman anywhere at any time. Anyway, The second tenet is, I call it the second C, which is connect with her. So the moment you have sex, if you roll over or get out of bed and hit the door and leave, um, she feels abandoned. So you don't need to do it for very long. But as long as you touch her for five minutes, that's really all it takes, five minutes. So if you're going to pass out, before you pass out, throw your leg over her leg. Or maybe touch thigh to thigh, or maybe put her, your hand on her uh, forearm or something. Just have some kind of physical contact because after um, physical sex, she wants to have just a little bit more than you do. She just wants it to linger a little bit more, so she doesn't get that feeling of "I'm used," you know, "I'm used up like a," you know, "like a used up Kleenex," or that you're abandoning me. Five minutes, that's all it takes. Then you can fall exactly. asleep like that. I mean, it doesn't have to be like a full cuddle where your arm is going numb. It doesn't have to be that much. It could be a light touch or, like I say, throw your leg over her leg and boom, you're good to go.
1: Yep. And, and usually that means that the next day or the next evening or a few hours later, uh, you get a second round.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because she feels connected to you. So, um, yeah, you want to keep that feeling going. Um, All right, here are some of the comments from um, some of my Facebook writers. Uh, Tony writes that uh, the woman wants to have sex that's worth having. So I asked him, what does that mean to you, sex that's worth having? And he says, well, you know, the girl likes to possibly put on makeup or shave her, her legs or her private parts to look good for the man, and I said, well, those are things that she is doing. That's nothing that the guy is doing or that the guy is involved with it. With, And so he went on to say that um, she doesn't want him to orgasm in two to three minutes, like you were mentioning earlier. So... Um, And again, you know, just because you're lasting longer, you know, there are some guys who can last 30 minutes, but if the sex is bad, the sex is bad. So that's really no indication that she's having a good, the length of it is not necessarily an indication that she's having a good time. Does it help? Yes, because it ups her chances that she might have an orgasm, but the length of time alone is not going to make her have great sex
1: you have any comments exactly.
0: to that
1: frank well uh what i've always found that you know, uh, I, i've always just tried to be me but uh when i the idea is you have to pay attention as i said to the to the woman you have to ride with her cues you can't just go in poke it in and uh, repeat uh and then expect her to be happy with it you have to mm-hmm. uh you have to make sure that you know all of her senses have been uh titillated. I mean, you, uh, caresses, uh, touching. Uh, let her be in command uh, part of the time. Let her direct things. Uh, do something or allow something that uh, instead of trying to just immobilize her, uh, pound away and get off. I mean, it's a matter of letting them know where uh, where you are with them and that you are equal in the activity. Because if you don't, if there is no equality in the activity, regardless of the circumstances or how you make it equal. Uh, neither one's going to like like it too much, except well, the guy's going to get off, but that's about all that's going to happen, and he can masturbate and do that.
0: Absolutely, the equality in in the bed is super important. I know a guy, a lot of guys have a hard time relating to that. Meaning, I was saying earlier that it's not the duration that's going to count for her; it's whether you're including her. Again, that connect with me kind of uh, syndrome. You know, the second C. Are you connecting with her? Are you just doing your own thing and it's just sort of like a physical masturbation, which is a selfish thing? Or are you including her in your efforts? It's a group, it's a joint effort when you're having sex. That's what makes the difference. Does that and make sense? And
1: it's even harder. That, that absolutely makes sense. And it's even more difficult if it is a joint activity. <laughs> or a group activity, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. then you got you got you got too many directions to go in.
0: <laughs> yeah. And uh, I have a couple of other letter writers from my Facebook fan page. By the way, um, if you haven't done so already, my listening audience, please go to my Facebook fan page. Same name as the show, The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. That's The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. And hit the Like page. The Like page is in the very top next to the icon. It's, It's at the top right corner. Hit Like page. Hit it a second time to allow notifications. And you're all good. Once a week, you'll find out what the program is about, who the guests are, and any and all links um, that I refer to during the show. I usually uh, post them after the show. So um, that's what you're there for. Anyway, two of the letter writers, uh, Harold said that women want attention, and Michael said that women want attentiveness. Um, Yeah, both of these are pretty similar words, I would say, 100%. Um, you know, again, it goes back to that second C, connect with her, women are attention magnets. They do want, They even though you might be doing your act as a guy, they want to feel like you are giving them the spotlight. You are giving the female the spotlight. You are giving them the attention. So if you have to play fantasy land and pretend like she's, you know, your your stripper pole girl or whatever you know uh, play role-playing you want to do during the act to make her feel like she's standing out she's special you picked her over others even if it's for the sex act of twenty minutes whatever it is but during that time you want to make her feel included and special and that you've got your spotlight on her that's how she feels a part of the sex act it's a mind shift it's it's uh <laughs> it's not all just it, about you it's it's just it's a very subtle mind shift, but that element is so crucial to having good sex for her
1: It can't be all me 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 me. it has to be right her 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 her. You can have me in there once in a while, but it's got to be her 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 most of the time. <laughs>
0: Right. Or make it appear like it is her. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) It might be a sex sex position or sex act that you want to do, but you have to kind of make it, you have to frame it and couch it as if, you know, she's on showcase, if that makes any sense.
1: Exactly. Different positions. You have to make it seem like it's her idea to get in that position.
0: (laughs) Exactly, boys. Are you guys listening? All right. Very good. All right. I wanted to share with you a couple of um, things. I was reading an article from Men's Fitness, and it says the five myths about women and sex. So um, are we going to uh, confirm these uh, topics, or are we going to dismiss them saying uh, nay-nay? Okay. The first one is women want sex less than men do. Um. My initial thought to that is, this is a true statement. With the the exception to this rule is a twenty-something-year-old woman. I think the reason why the twenty-somethings um, probably are equal is because, uh, first of all, they're they're uh, in sex exploration mode, as, I, as as I should say. Um, They're just discovering, you know, themselves and how their body works, and they're not usually tied down, and they haven't had the kids and the family and all that kind of stuff, so they're just exploring. So, um, you know, that's the exception to the rule. So um, with regard to that, it doesn't have to be that way forever. You can get your woman to like sex as much as you do with some of the, some of the tips that we've mentioned um, earlier on this program. What do you think, Frank?
1: Do, well, I, do women I, I really I want agree. sex
0: less than men do?
1: Uh, overall, yes. But as you said, there, there are exceptions. And uh, as you said, uh, the, the 20-somethings are that. Uh, Actually, eighteen on up into about twenty eight, twenty nine, they're they're beginning, they're exploring, Mm -hmm. and their own bodies and their own sexuality, and they're wanting to figure out what they want to do, and so they seek more uh, activities with other men. Uh, As they get into their thirties, I found that most of the women that sex is not the uh, the goal when you uh, when they meet somebody. I've I've discovered that when I meet them, that you know talking about. Uh, sex or anything like that, it becomes, uh, tedious with them. And that sex for a a woman in her thirties or forties or, uh, above, since I've been able to get, you know, I'm a few decades up there, uh, Mm -hmm. they, uh, are, they want to work into it. They don't want it to become a, uh, that's not the goal. It, it literally, that's why I've said what I've said in the past. And I found that in some manner is what it is, it's like a, a pyramid thing. Um, and it's a backwards pyramid. The older they get, the less the sex is a requirement, Uh, and then when they really get into their uh, right around 60, I have discovered that the the pyramid goes back down to where they start getting more active or or, uh, seeking more. Right, it's not okay. even
0: that old. It's not even sixty. Um, so anyway, between for women between the ages of twenty eight and thirty five, they're in baby making mode. That's why the sex goes down in that in that area. So once they've got uh, the first child out, then they're like yearning to get the second child out, and you know it's all they can do to keep up with uh, diapers and kindergarten and all that kind of stuff. And their sort their sexual switch has sort of turned off during those years. Mm-hmm. Once they're past the 35 mark, and 35 is critical in a woman's body because that's when, up until that age, she can usually safely have a child. After age 35, um, they're considered high-risk pregnancies. So um, again, they're going to be a little cautious between 35 and 40, and then hit that magic number 40, and guess what? Sure. Sex is back on the table actually the a woman's highest sexual peak is at age 40 when they when they're past childbearing years and i think a part of that, i think a part of that has to do with oh wow i can have sex just for fun like it's not because i'm i'm uh, child rearing you know it's it's not because i'm birthing it's not because i'm procreating i can do it because it's a recreational activity and then she starts to enjoy herself again so um, for a woman, after the age of 40, for a guy, the highest sexual peak um, is between the ages of 17 and 21. So actually, uh, you know, past that age of 21, his testosterone level keeps sinking further and further down, and that's why it's harder for him to get it going, for most guys.
1: Well, I for most guys. I, I, uh, I didn't have a problem until I, started, I had my first heart attack, so then <laughs> But other than that, yeah, I can agree with what you're saying.
0: Yep. All right, so um, let's let's go on. And the article was saying, you know, the reason why women want less sex is because she's bored. Boy, I don't agree with this one at all. I mean, I think it takes two to tango and... I don't know, is she bored with life? Is that what they're trying to say? If, if they're saying she's bored with life in general, you know, the, those uh, people that it could be male or female, sometimes they, they use the expression, I'm bored, like no matter what activity is going on, they could be bowling, they could be in class, they could be doing whatever, and they invariably say, I'm bored. So if she's bored with life, then yeah, probably they're not going to have much of a libido. Um, are they bored with the sex act? I think more, um, more aptly said is they're just not having any fun. So why even engage in the sex act because it's no fun for them? I mean that makes exactly. sense.
1: Exactly. Well, That's like going to a movie. You, yeah. If you go in and after the first ten minutes of it, the movie's bad,
0: you yeah. sit there
1: and eventually you're going to fall asleep in the middle of the movie. Exactly. Uh, but if they have some bored. action it's going not on, not doing it for you. It has to be entertaining. And if yeah. they don't, if the movie's not entertaining, and you fall asleep in the middle of it, then you feel cheated. And that's exactly. the way. Uh, that's the same thing do with the sex act.
0: Exactly, I do agree with that. All right, the next one the article is saying is women just want to get it over with. Um, I think that held true up until the sexual revolution. I think women uh, back in our day, you know, our grandma's day or whatever, they they kind of uh, held out that that uh, having sex was for procreation only. So, um, you know, and the women of of that day, they just saw it as their duty to have sex with their men. So I think if you're coming from that place, um, yeah, I can see how you would say you just want to get it over with. Um, The current reason as to why women might use that phrase is because they just don't like what you're doing. It's just not floating their boat. So, yeah, they're going to pretend like they had an orgasm just to get you off of them because you're just not doing it.
1: And and as I said before, I can agree with that. Never had the problem, but I can can agree with it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if you're making it fun for, for her and for yourself, There's no reason why she can't keep up with you. Of course she's going to keep up with you, and she's going to, you know, dip in that well again and again. So, um, yeah, if she's finding reasons to get it over with, that means you're just not floating her boat. You're just not doing it for her. So got to learn some new skills there, guys.
1: Well, make it fun, and always make sure she's having fun.
0: Yeah.
1: And if she's having fun, then definitely the guy's going to have fun.
0: Yeah. Exactly. All right. The next one the article is saying is that uh, women have to be coaxed into having sex. If the guy always has to beg and plead or or make an appointment, oh, honey, Friday night at 9 p.m., let's get it on. You know, if they have to always be coaxed into it, again, probably the two of you are not that compatible. And most likely you're not that compatible outside of the bedroom. So I think that's my my definition of that one. What do you think of that one, Frank? She has to be coaxed I actually,
1: to do it. I, I actually agree with that. If they have, if you have to coax your partner to have sex with you, there is something that is definitely not mixed, uh, not matching up with either one of you, uh, and you need to reevaluate and go back in and check out what the, check out the four C's and get back with it.
0: Absolutely, the fourth C is consistency. So I would say there's something—not what's happening in the bedroom per se—but there's something probably that you guys aren't in tune with each other outside of the bedroom. There's there's either a mismatch in consistency, or something is going on that she's dragging, um, you know, that that flavor into the bedroom with her, and that's why she feels like I, I don't really care. Like, let's get this over with.
1: I, yeah, the, the, And I've found uh, uh, friends of mine have said that. I've said friends of mine have said that, and they said they don't understand what's going on. It used to be so much fun, and we did all of this, and she used to be very adventurous and would try things, uh, and now it's like, okay, on Saturday night uh, before dinner, she wants to do it, get it over with, and then be done, and let's go out to dinner in a movie. And it seemed like there was more fun at the dinner and the movie than there was in the bed beforehand. And then you got to think, well, dude, there's something not right with what you're doing. Uh, you got to make it more exciting and more interesting than food and uh, food and visual effects that are in a movie because she's obviously getting something somewhere else from it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about sex.
0: right, exactly. <laughs> oh. Okay, and then uh, Larry was uh, wrote in he said that the woman wants to feel valued. so again, I don't think she needs to feel feel valued every single time. I mean, the valued fits into the four C's, but you know, you can mix it up and role play sometimes. So that's all for this week. Join us each and every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. We'll see you next week on the Men's Advocate Show. Thanks, everybody. Thanks.